podcast on iHeartRadio. If you don't have the iHeartRadio app, okay, you should have it because that way you can listen to us. But we're going to invite you to listen to season two of the Ron Burgundy podcast on iHeart. And here's a little sample of what you might hear. On the Ron Burgundy podcast, Ron asks the most hard-hitting questions. What are your thoughts on climate change? Go. Is it upsetting that you can't fly? Is it hard for you to eat chicken? Let's talk about Pete Rose. Do you ever run into that guy? Because he owes me money. What do you do about the haters? Can chickens have epilepsy? Have people ever thrown batteries or pennies at you? What is the deal with the Philly fanatic? That guy's a weirdo, right? What if they lowered you out of a spaceship? Morgana, the kissing bandit. Was she ever caught? So you hatch out of the egg, onto the field. What was that like? I'd love to see you work with Lars Van Trier. Any interest? Oh, Obviously, boy. I don't know. We'll if be he... back with more right here on the Ron Burgundy podcast. Thank you very much, Ron. Appreciate that. Do check it out. Season two, a huge hit. Uh, it's not for everybody. For example, Tony, I think you love it. Well, I kind of just put up with it, but I no. really don't like it. I, love I it. really do not like I that. Love it, love I, it, love I'm it. man. I still. There are thousands of podcasts out there. I'm afraid to commit to any of them because many of them have. Well, my my friend uh, Lee Habib. Uh, who does the uh, show Our American Stories out of uh, Oxford, Mississippi. Uh, it's an amazing show. You can hear it on our sister station, the Mighty WHO, 1040 WHO AM. Uh, you can uh, listen to it, but it's stories of Americans. It's not political. It's not religious. It's just short stories. Some of them, some of them are longer, but uh, you might check that one out too. I, I endorse both programs. All right, uh, welcome back to the show. It is Pit Pass. We go on a little different uh, tent. Uh, tangent there every time you're on this program is brought to you by just get used to it. it's only been 14 years 16 17 17 whatever yeah. this portion brought to you by fly racing look for fly racing at a dealer near you or at flyracing.com. all right uh we just finished up a conversation with Corey grafunder he is uh the boy from up north the canadian friend that lives down amongst us free health care free health care yeah and uh now we're going to talk to one of his bros jeff aaron who is probably the most well-known trials bike champion trials champion 10-time ama national trials champ probably the most well-known trials rider and respected in the country and he joins us now jeff aaron how are you bud how you been i'm really good i'm really good thanks for having me on guys yep you uh you ha- are also an enduro cross veteran like Corey, um and uh you've had a lot of success in that you're currently i think seventh in the enduro cross series which is we didn't think we were going to have an Enduro Cross Series. Now we do. Uh, we talked about that with Corey, but uh, give us your take on the new series with Eric and uh, and and, new and company and the new format and everything. Yep. Well, hey, yeah, that's where I'm sitting after this weekend. You know, I was uh, was happy to go back to racing, and um, I was happy that we have a series. And it was kind of unfortunate that we had uh, just you know kind of some some bad blood get in there and. Uh, kind of mess it up i thought we were kind of going in the right direction the last couple seasons and then uh we just kind of had some mismanagement at the top level and you know our originator kind of grabbed the bull by the horns and and you know is bringing it back and uh it was cool to kind of try something different with the super enduro format which has been going on in europe for a few years so for us let's uh... races basically three main races made a big difference you right. know it was uh 
Um, just a lot of work on the riders' part. You know, it's all they're kind of all back to back. There's not a lot of downtime in between the races, and uh, uh, I got to be honest with you, I was feeling it here on Monday. That's for sure. So you were sore, is what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, it was it was more intense racing. You know, the the races were a little bit shorter, but there was more of it, and it was and there was a lot of bar banging. There was more riders out on the track, and uh, yeah, I mean, it was a lot of fun racing, and it was good, but there was more of it. And uh, I think, you know, hopefully, people that were sitting in the stands, you know, appreciate that. There's, you know, people they want to come and watch there was more time on the track we've got quite a so. bit of time uh, with jeff here coming up but uh want to i'm going to go back to the beginning give us give our listeners a little bit of a tutorial uh and tony that means an education um thanks on, scott on what a trials bike is what makes it what makes a quality trials bike well the trials bike is pretty specialized nowadays you know um they are only 150 pounds we have super gummy, grippy tires, tubeless in the rear, um, really small and light, um, almost no seat nowadays. Now it's a decal. Um, over the years, you know, it went from a full-size seat to a mini seat to now it's a sticker. Um, but basically, these bikes are specialized, and they're made for, I think it's the most technical sport there is. Um, it's basically climbing rocks, logs, water, um, anything Mother Nature can throw at you, you know, these uh, basically difficult sections. And uh, over the years, these bikes have just gotten more and more specialized. And uh, I ride a, for a company called Gas Gas, and they build one of the best ones out there. And, uh, and guys are using them now as cross trainers for other types of sports because I realized that if I, Hey, if I go out and practice on these bikes that, you know, this is going to improve my motocross riding. This is going to improve my safety and no matter what kind of bike I ride. And, um, yeah, I mean, trials is definitely, uh, more of a European sport. It's, it's never been huge in the United States, but, uh, it's been my passion since I was a kid. And, uh, I did 20 years on the national circuit and, uh, yeah, trials is, uh, it's an interesting thing, but if you're if you're curious, you should check it out because it's uh, super cool. It, yeah, it's a uh, it's definitely one of the more interesting motorsports out there. So I I, I said that you're the most well known um, trials rider in the United States. Of course, Smagey's had a ton of success this year. He's been very dominant, um, but I think it's probably the work that you've done with Red Bull, and uh, you know, just you, you've been there for so long and, and win trials. People are still learning what trials is in the United States, which is kind of surprising, but it's still like, you you know, you did a lot of ex, uh, exhibitions, I guess you'd call it, or whatever with Red Bull. I know uh, they had you mm-hmm. busy for a while. We interviewed you probably 10 years ago and we talked about it. But um, do you think that's fair, though, that you're probably, you know, the, the Ricky Carmichael of, of trials riding in the United States? <laughs> well, I'm definitely persistent, that's for sure. <laughs> I, uh I, uh, I can't get it out of my system, and I had a really good run at the U.S. Nationals uh, with 10 championships, and then uh, I just was there at the very beginning of Enduro Cross, and, you know, they were looking for all the guys from different disciplines, and I, I was lucky enough to get invited to that, and then, you know, back in the uh, mid-2000s, um, you know, I kind of started to, to hyper-focus on Enduro Cross, and so I did a 20-year stretch on trials, and then I 
Now I'm working on a 15-year stretch on Enduro Cross, and I still do a lot of demos and stuff, like you said, around the country. At, I try to be at, you know, the high-profile events. You know, I go to MotoGP, I go to air races. I mean, over the years, I've been at all kinds of stuff, and uh, I've become a full motorcycle enthusiast because of it. I've, uh, you know, been to road races, I've been to flat tracks, I've been to Supermoto, I've been to motocross, you know, everything. And uh, basically... I, I love it all. Yeah, I get it, man. It's it's crazy how, uh, and and you're no spring chicken now. You're not the old guy, but you're kind of getting there, right? And how old are you, Jeff? <laughs> well, I'm racing against the guys that are about half my age nowadays. So I, uh, I, uh, I, I just turned had another birthday. Just uh, turned forty seven. So uh, oh, you are old. Yeah, I, my bad. I, you I am old. I correct. Yeah. You are the old guy. When when when, when uh, is your birthday? <laughs> When's so, it? how old is Destry yeah. Abbott? August 14 um, is my birthday, and uh, yeah, Destry and I are about the same age. Uh, Mike Brown and I are the same age, but uh, uh, Mike and Destry kind of always kind of got talked about at the Enduro Crosses, and I kind of slipped under the radar for a while, but now those guys of uh, Destry's kind of riding vet class, and, uh, and Brownie is out, and for some reason I'm just uh too stubborn to quit so i'm still going i raced against brown at the loretta lens in the plus 40 class a few weeks ago and i don't think the guy slowed down at all i really don't No, he's he still rips and uh and and so does destry and uh it really just kind of goes to show if you stay after it um you know we can still still be competitive and still have a lot of fun on the bike uh we talked with Corey about the track that you guys raced at the opening round, um, there was no water on it, and uh, he he felt like it it would maybe a better show for the fans because you guys can kind of sh- you know it's not so slick and you don't look like you're sh- you know it doesn't look like you're you're mortals like like us you know even though us fans have no idea what it's like up in the stands when everything's cut co- covered in ice. But uh, do you think that's the plan for them? Do you think that's uh, a different approach, or is it just the first round they didn't maybe they didn't have the pond ready? I think the previous year, you know, they, they did have a pond and what happens is, is like, even if the track is, isn't super technical, you go through the pond, you drag it onto the logs, you drag it onto the rocks and then stuff that's like, you know, when we looked at, we looked at it in practice and said, Hey, this is no big deal. We got this. And then all of a sudden you're slipping and bleeding on stuff that, uh, you know, you weren't, uh, expecting to. So I think it makes it interesting. Obviously I'm a technical rider come from the trials background. So I want to see it, um, as technical as possible. But so for me, it was a little bit of a motocross track. Um, it was definitely faster and, uh, it was fun to ride and I totally had a great time this last weekend. Um, but it was, uh, was definitely not the hardest track I've ever ridden. And I think uh, extreme enduro and enduro cross—that's um, the novelty of it—is uh, is riding ridiculous stuff. So um, I'd like to see it see it a little bit more technical. But uh, um, it was fun, and it did provide some good racing. You know, guys were you know having to kind of dive in on each other, and and it's kind of a little more arena cross style. Um, so that was cool. Um, it ended up being a good race and it was really cool to watch, uh, the highlights between Haker and, uh, uh, you know, those guys, uh, you know, had a battle to the death at the end there and, um, (laughs) and in the third race. So that was awesome and really good for the fans. And I had my own battles 
throughout the throughout the night, and it was a fun fun event. So we haven't we haven't uh, seen Taddy in the United States racing for a while. What what were your uh, thoughts on his return? I think it's it's good for the sport for sure. It's it's interesting because I think it shows us where our riders, our being the United States, our American riders, you know, size up. Is he as fast as he was though? You know, I would say that Taddy might be kind of like closing out on his career a little bit. You know, he's uh, he's not as aggressive and as gnarly as he was, you know, during his peak. Um, but he is still a badass rider and um, definitely a threat to, to win on the world level and on the U.S. level uh, whenever he lines up. So um, I think Hager is fast right now, and he, you know, Colton can win on the world level and on the u.s level so he's a tough competitor um but but taddy is a really good rider and a lot of fun to watch he's uh he's he's not fun. afraid to stuff it yeah he's not afraid to stuff it in on somebody he's not afraid to jump something first or you know just do do a different line or he's he's aggro and he's fun to watch we're talking with Jeff Aaron, a master of the trials bikes, and of course, ten-time AMA national uh, uh, trails champion as well. Uh, Jeff, can you describe for our listeners if you've got a six-foot boulder in front of you, your job is to get up and over that for points. Talk to us about what you have to do to get your bike not only to climb it, okay, so get it in position because you've got to bounce on it from almost a standing stop or in some cases definitely a standing stop without putting your feet down. <laughs> yeah, you know, trials is super technical, and there's all kinds of techniques to get up on obstacles. And, I mean, over the years I've just watched the whole sport just kind of keep going up and up and up. You know, and during my heyday, you know, we, we tried to push the limits, and uh, and now, you know, some of the stuff that the top world championship riders are doing is, is even blowing me away so i mean uh yeah i mean you do a, a big compression on your bike you know you kind of kind of squat the bike down as low as you can right. use this you know push the suspension down and then time it with uh, a lot of throttle and a lot of clutch and uh use your body as kind of a human spring okay and uh and basically uh you're you're preloading and unloading and uh and using and timing it with the the motor and the clutch and and springing yourself up some of these obstacles and uh between the athletes that are out there riding these things and the bike technology um you know now these you know we're we're climbing stuff that we never thought we were even capable on a bike Tony can I do a, follow, a quick follow up a simple question simple answer what is the poundage in your in your rear tire and why is it important to have or to to have no tube um, a couple things. Um, I'm using a kind of a special tire. It's uh, it's called a D803 GP. It's made by Dunlop. It's a tubeless rear tire, and uh, we have special rims that kind of accept these tires, no rim locks. And basically, these things are bubblegum soft. Um, That's on which bike? A, what's that? Which you're talking about on your trials bike? Yeah. Yeah, on the trials yeah, bike. Yeah, okay. Right? Yeah. Yep, the trials bikes. And, uh, yep, you're only running for competition. You're only running about five pounds of air in that rear tire. Wow. And it depends on how, you know, how much you weigh. And also depends on how slippery the event is, you know, like, uh, to be the ultimate trials rider, you got to be able to handle, you know, muddy situation. You got to be, ha be able to handle like big grippy rock situations. So 
if I was in, let's say, New York State climbing up waterfalls, I might be down to, you know, four pounds. You know, some of the lighter guys might even be like three and a half pounds. If I was in Southern California riding on sandpaper, grippy rocks, I might be like, uh, you know, five and a half pounds or five pounds. Um, but basically, you're running super low pressures so that that, that tire can squat on whatever obstacle you're hitting and just, yeah, just wraps around the. The you know the obstacle and basically just you know it hooks up on stuff that okay. you wouldn't think a tire could even hook up on jeff Farron, let's give you a chance to uh, recognize your sponsors before we hit the wall here yeah i mean i got tons of people to help me out um obviously my biggest supporters are uh red bull um gas gas um alpine stars um there's tons of them really uh renthal showy dunlop spectro Twin Air, Zip Tie, SXS, Spy, S3, C Concepts, CTI, HBD, tons of people, tons of companies, and uh, super happy to have people that have been backing me for a long time. And does the Red Bull check when it comes in the mail, uh, does it have the logo on it? <laughs> well, nowadays, everything's uh, is uh, <laughs> there's no checks, but uh, yeah. Oh, direct deposit, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jeff, it's no, always a pleasure talking with you, man. We surely appreciate having you and Corey both on in uh, hour number two of the program. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys, and, uh, and good luck to you guys. Continued success. Put something on that ankle, okay? <laughs> right on. This portion of our show brought to you by Fly Racing's Light Hydrogen Racewear. Yeah, you got to wear it. You want to wear it. The new BOA system, that's what it includes. Revolutionary waist adjustment system offers fast, on-the-fly micro-adjustability with a truly dialed-in fit. A simple turn of the dial delivers unparalleled performance. And, Tony, looking at the pictures of you over the weekend, you look good in your race gear. I had fun. I did a TT on Friday night. I was wearing uh, actual leathers, and I rode Matt Burton's old race bike when he did the AMA Pro singles class. That was an experience. I hadn't hadn't ridden that bike before, so it was interesting. I didn't even ri- went out for practice, and it was the first time I was on it. And then took Saturday off, took Charlotte to Adventureland, my kid. And then uh, Sunday I went racing motocross yeah. in Sigourney at the Keokuk Expo, just a local motocross. But, man, I run, uh, I actually led the A class, the open pro class, for uh, about four laps, and then I ran out of juice, and it was a 10-lap race. So, you know, the kid... I was exactly 20 days and 20, 20, 20 years and 24 days older than uh, kind of like Jeff with the guys he's racing. Sure. Only I'm on a completely lower level than him. But yeah, I was almost double the age of everybody there. This weekend, big one, Springfield Mile on Saturday, Davenport at the Blackhawk. You're going to want to be there for that. We're going to tell you how you still have time to sign up to compete. At the Raceway, I'll be announcing. Tony, of course, will be producing, but we'd love to see you there as a fan or a racer. It's going to be a big weekend. We're going to raise money, too, uh, for a very important cause, as we feel, the uh, AMA Pro Flat Track Rookie Class of 79 and Friends Charity. We'll tell you more about that and everything else you can expect in Davenport this weekend. Stay tuned. This is Pit Pass. Hey, this is Jake Holden. Watch out for... This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. 
With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.